Welcome to the Courage Coaching and Counseling Podcast with Savon Penn, licensed professional counselor here in Portland, Oregon. Wherever you're at in life, this podcast will inspire and encourage you to be more brave in life and take the next best step between where you are and where you want to be. My guest for this episode is Peyton Lothman. She is one of the youth leaders at our church, Imago Day Eastside Community. And I just met her a few months ago. Uh, really impressed by her. And she's going on an adventure this year. We're going to talk about it on this episode. I hope you enjoy it. All right, Peyton. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Yes. Happy New Year. And uh, you've got an adventure coming up this next year. Yes, I do. A long one. (laughs) Yes, we're going to talk about that. And uh, we we met uh, in in church at uh, Mm -hmm. Eastside uh, uh, Mago Day community. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to our friends there. (laughs) Yes. And uh, but uh, as we start, can you introduce yourself to listeners? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am Peyton. I am 23 years old, and I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, grew up in California. Was born in Portland, so I'm back in Portland. Um, and I serve with the youth in our community in Portland um, with Young Life, and then I also work. Um, I watch kids for a living. I nanny, um, and I'm just getting ready to go on an 11 month journey, which we'll talk more about um, with the world race, and so. I've kind of been doing missions for the past four years with a few different ministries and um, yeah, I'm excited to share what's ahead. Yes. So the, uh, you were born here in Portland and then moved down to California for a little bit. Yeah. So I was born, born in Portland, uh, moved to California in about 2005. My mom got married. Um, So my stepdad, we moved into his house um, in California and only lasted about eight years before they were divorced um, in 2013 about. And so we moved back to Portland. And so I've been back in Portland as home base since 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when you came back to Portland, did you get involved in the Young Life Ministry when you were young? Um, so yeah, so I didn't get involved into Young Life until I was a freshman. So it was about a year later um, mm-hmm. in high school. So 2013, I actually started going to a youth group at um, Church Manor House here in Portland. Um, and I was doing youth group there every week. And that was like my my in um, and actually where I started to really build a firm foundational relationship with God on my own personal time that I didn't have anything to do with my family. And um, so I'm very grateful for those years, though it was hard moving back here. Uh, that eighth grade year was was really a catalyst in my relationship with the Lord. And that youth group helped immensely before I stepped into doing some things with Young Life the year later. Mm, nice. Yeah. So you benefited from being a part of that ministry and then you uh, have served uh, uh, in, in that ministry, too. Yeah, in Young Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I went to a camp freshman year, um, and I was invited over and over again to come to what we call club, um, which is a youth group. Um, Young Life, I'm going to take a step back and explain what it is, um, yes. is a 
it's a club in schools, so in public schools. Um, and because it's in public schools, it's deemed as that it's an outreach, though it is a youth group. We introduce kids to Christ and we walk alongside them um, in discipleship and just getting to know their lives and teaching them about Jesus kind of by our actions um, and just kind of bringing them under our wing. And so um, Young Life is a great organization that loves the Lord and serves kids. Um, and at that time, I came from more of a church background, youth group. And so it never felt like it was enough, like God influenced, or we didn't, we didn't go and read the Bible every time we were at young club. Um, and I was used to more of like the worship music and the pastor. And I, I was in the church. So I was used to all that where young life, um, is created for kids who, who disqualify themselves at the door of the church or don't have anyone in their life that are actually um, an influence in their faith. And so they don't know anything about God. So it's it's super ground one. Um, people wouldn't go in the church. How do we set up an atmosphere for them to still experience God, even though they wouldn't normally come to a youth group? So for me, young life wasn't enough in my growth with the Lord at the time is what I actually felt like. Um, so I wasn't really getting involved too often um, until junior year of high school. So I went to a camp freshman year, didn't do anything until junior year. Um, junior year, I was asked to start leading um, our middle schoolers as like a student volunteer leader um, by my now Julie, Julie Reeves, who is my mentor in life um, and my supervisor actually in Young Life. Um, she asked me to start leading. She knew my heart for the Lord, knew my heart outside of Young Life, um, and I started leading in junior year. About 2017 is when, um, yeah, I stepped in with Young Life, and I've been with them since. Actually, I'm still leading our team this year. I stepped into the coordinator position, so no longer a volunteer, wow. um, and that's what I've been doing the past year. And so, yeah, I've got to see um, kids' lives transformed, and I've got to see that God really is in the little things. Um, and just because these kids aren't showing up to church every Sunday or going even to a youth group um, doesn't mean that they're they don't have a real living relationship with our Lord. Um, and they're just not at that point yet where they feel comfortable to walk into the doors of a church um, or to be in a setting of worship and, and prayer. And so we get to, we get to slowly um, introduce those things into their life. And it's been awesome. I've got to see, I just got to see a pair of siblings um, baptized a couple months ago and mm. um, now their family's coming to know the Lord and um, I've got to see Young Life do many different things just even providing basic necessities for kids who who are going through things at home and are living in hotels and ways that we can support them and driving them around or bringing them the toothbrush or pajamas because they didn't have it at the hotel or it's mm. just it's just these little things I never you, you never really think of in um, discipling a kid you always think oh we're we're gonna sit down and we're gonna read the bible and we're gonna get like through all these chapters and you're gonna know Jesus more but what does it look like to know Jesus through your actions yeah. um, and actually providing for a person and so mm. young life has yeah taught me a lot of outside of all that churchy talk, but what is what does it look like for even Jesus when he walked the streets and he served others and he provided for others? Like, how can we do those hands and feet for, yeah, his kids? That's so cool. Just uh, serving and, and, and help, helping people 
like mm -hmm. in, in day-to-day -day life, not just like passing information and, uh, yeah. to, to them, uh, even mm -hmm. though God's word is, is important. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's, I, I didn't realize that's, uh, kind of what like young life ministry looks like, mm -hmm. um, for, um, yeah. Wh what are some of the, um, uh, the challenges I, 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 you've had to overcome, uh, with, with leadership or, or, or yeah. in, in ministry? Yeah. Some challenges, um, that I've had to overcome even, um, where like courage has had to come in, um, is like that, that fear behind delivering the message or the, the fear of fear of man, honestly, um, the people around you when you're and wanting so badly to share the gospel with a kid and you have those thoughts there, Satan's telling you like, Oh, they're not ready. They're too young. It's like it, they're not ready for this information. And mm -hmm. it's such a lie. Um, such a lie. Like these kids, they are, they are ripe and they are ready to receive the gospel and ready to hear about who Jesus is and ready to start a relationship with them. And these are such, mm -hmm. um, these years are just of so much importance in their life. They're changing, they're making decisions for themselves. Um, I, personally work with middle schoolers. Um, and so at that age is when they're starting to realize that they can make decisions for themselves. Um, and so these decisions that they're going to start making are what's going to set them on their future path. Um, and so those fears um, are definitely challenges um, that I had to get over. And also, um, I kind of mentioned the just pr providing. Um, I've had multiple students that I've had to provide for in ways that I didn't realize that I was going to have to step into. And um, I'm 23 years old at the time. I was 22 when I was dealing with a current a situation that was going on. But I felt like I had to be a mother, and I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not equipped for this. Like, I'm not a yes, mother. I'm not I'm old enough for this. Like, yeah. how, yeah, how am I supposed <laughs> to like emotionally take this on and understand that? there's not a lot that I can do. And this, this student is going to have to go through this no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really heart wrenching to see and to watch, but what are the little things that I can do? Right. Um, and so being creative in that. Um, and I never thought that I would mm -hmm. have to provide some things that I had to for some kids. Um, yes. But at the end of the day, that's what, that's where the Lord had me. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, that's those a, are just a couple amazing, of challenges. That, yeah. Yeah. So like what you just described is like, yes, a huge part of being a parent, being a mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like providing the, the space for a, a, a kid, a young mm -hmm. person to, mm -hmm. to just kind of go through it and yeah. figure it out. But, but with your support. Yeah. That's hard. Yes. Yeah. And from what you've described, like, they, they, they have hard situations that they're dealing mm. and that they're dealing with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you've been serving with, with young life and just, and, and growing as a leader mm -hmm. and, and, and with responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, just a few weeks ago, you, you shared in church that you're, you're going on a, a big trip this year. Yeah. Um, so how do you, how did you transition from serving in young life locally uh, in Portland mm -hmm. to um, wanting to serve over, overseas? 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was part of a church um, when I was really young, up to about five years old when I moved to California. And I remember there was a missionary family in that church. And um, I remember the, the family supported them. They were there and they they let them launch them off to um, wherever they were doing missions. And I just and I kind of followed their life of missions throughout um, the countries that they were in. And I thought it would be so cool to do one day. And so um, once I graduated high school um, in 2018 from David Douglas, I I had kind of this dream on the back of my mind, like, oh, I would love to do missions, but I'm also really into like young life, serving locally, and what, how cool would it be to be a youth pastor or work in the church? And so that was kind of my realm of um, what I wanted to do. And um, after applying to Portland Bible College and getting accepted and planning to go, it came down to the day that I was going to go. And I had nothing in me that like actually wanted to go. Like I felt like Yes, that way it would be cool to be a youth pastor. It'd be cool to work in the church and get this degree to work in the church. But it it wasn't like it wasn't. I wasn't passionate about it, um, and I I kind of just opted out of that opportunity and was like, okay, well now what? Like what do, what what do I do now? Um, in the back of my head, that that missions like it just kept coming up like mission, mission, mission. Just go out. This is your time. And so, mm. um, I I took that opportunity and I actually for a nine-month mission trip with the world race um, and I got accepted to that in 2019 and I flew out to Georgia to go to training camp just as I'm doing in two days um, but a week into training camp I came home um, I was having so much spiritual warfare um, I was not I didn't feel ready to embark on this trip um, I was it was a lot of lies from Satan, um, and I was very focused on what was going on at home rather than what was going on there. Um, and though I was so excited to do missions, I I couldn't get myself to actually go for some reason. And it was still a weird – I'm still, like, trying to find kind of what – everything that was happening in that. Um, mm -hmm. And so I came home early. Um, I started working again and I was like, I like missions just kept coming up and I was like, I have to go. Like I have to do something. I know that the Lord's calling me to this. I know that the Lord wants me to grow in this. Um, and this is an area where I can, I can grow in, in faith um, and just in, in sharing the gospel and evangelizing and um, confidence and boldness. And so I signed up for a three month mission trip. Um, and that's where I, I embarked on, I went to Costa Rica with the world race. Um, and that was in 2020. Um, and in the on mission trip, I remember the Lord telling me like, you're, you're going to be able to do the full 11 months someday. Like I know you tried the nine months and like you came home mm -hmm. um, in that there was so much fear intertwined with that trip. And um, mm -hmm. I heard the Lord tell me like, you're going to go out one day for for like that full year and it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And like, I'm preparing you right now. Like we're going to take baby steps until we get there. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so now I'm going and embarking on that 11 month mission trip um, in between. I have done some missions with circuit riders, which is um, why we have youth with a mission based discipleship training school. And so Last year, I was living in Huntington Beach for a few months, um, and then I did a few months of outreach in the southeastern region of the states, um, serving high or college-age women. So I was part of an all-women's ministry within Circuit Riders, um, and we were serving women, which was also something that was very not like me. I grew up with a lot of brothers. Um, I wasn't really 
friends to a lot of girls because of like that that drama and just mm-hmm. girls are a lot and emotional and it was it was different for me to be around um and so to be able to serve women that were my age was mm-hmm. very different and very challenging um and stretching and the lord used that even mm-hmm. and so now what's, what's, yeah i'm here and what's what's one yeah. thing that that changed or or that you learned with uh working with with gals with with women yeah 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 so um and that was something I never thought I would ever do and it's not even something I wanted to do I I remember pushing myself to be on the all-women's team because I knew God was going to use that um and because it was a place of discomfort I needed Mm. that to grow and I was I wanted to grow so bad. So I was like, God, like, what can I do? Like, throw me in the fire so that I can grow. Where where are these places of discomfort? And that was one of them. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, sacrificing what was comfortable to me. And so in serving women, um, I, I feel like the Lord really revealed the position of a man and a woman and why he created each one so unique and so different. Um, and through serving other women and being around other women, I feel like I've come more into uh, my emotional side and feelings and like physical. And um, I grew up in a household that wasn't very um, emotional or would talk about their feelings often. It's kind of something you just put to the side and shrug off. Um, And so I had to be in a lot of conversations that felt very uncomfortable because Mm. it was around so many sensitive, yeah, very emotional, sensitive Mm. topics that normally I would push to the side. Um, And so I had to learn to to love them um, and to know that this is what God created um, and mm. this state of vulnerability is actually where we're supposed to be. Like this is this is where we're going to reach our highest potential. This is where we're going to meet um, the Lord um, in a state of vulnerability. And so, yeah, mm. just learning a lot of vulnerability <laughs> yes. and um, that it's yeah. okay to sit and have feelings, emotions, and mm-hmm. we're beings that's, yeah, it's part of us. Right, right. Nice. Oh, I'm biased as a counselor, yeah. so I'm glad you you you're learn, you've learned oh, and you're yeah. learning those those lessons because I think yeah. that's going to make you more even more effective uh, yeah. in in ministry with whoever you work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, Peyton, t- tell us uh, um, about who you're going to be working with and and where you're you're going. It's mm-hmm. eleven months. 11 months. Yeah. So um, I'm embarking on an 11 month trip with the World Race, um, which is an missions organization out of Adventures and Missions. Um, their base is in Gainesville, Georgia. And they also have many different bases around the world. They have long term partnerships um, in different countries um, with different ministries and different churches and communities. And so I'm traveling. January 14th um, to November 24th of 2024 with about 20 other yeah (laughs) about 20 other people um, that are around my age so ranging from 21 to 35 um, and some mentors as well Um, and we'll be traveling throughout six different countries so I'll be going to Guatemala East Watini um, which is formerly called Swaziland um, South Africa Thailand Mm. Cambodia and Vietnam. And so in these countries, um, we will be partnering either with our bases ministry, if they have one there. So um, East Wini, for instance, is 
one of our longest standing um, ministry bases. So there is a Adventures and Missions base in Eswatini that we will serve out of. Um, otherwise, we get involved with the community. Um, we join their ministry, their church, um, and they send us out from there to to help out the community and to do what they need to happen in that community um, with an emphasis on evangelism and sharing the gospel um, and making disciples of the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So can, um, can, can you share a little bit about um, what m- doing ministry overseas means? Cause mm-hmm. so I think for, for some, I, I mentioned before we hit record that I'm a missionary kid. Um, but, yeah. But like there's, Eat, there's different types of ministry when you go to s- somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so f- for people who like maybe are grew up in church here in America and the you know, ministry is like, you know, serving in Sunday school or mm-hmm. um, uh, helping on the worship team. What, what does it look like? Oh, like, for example, um, your, your time in Costa Rica, like w- w- yeah. what, ha- what has it looked like for you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I got to spend three months in Costa Rica, um, and ministry looks very different overseas. Um, it is nothing like you would expect. Um, it's actually very similar to our young lifestyle, which I think is Mm. why I'm so in love with it. Um, because it is sharing who Jesus is a lot of the time without using words. Um, it's, it's your actions. It's, it's, the, the things you're doing, the way that you're helping and you're saying yes and you're just being obedient and you're asking the spirit who to talk to and who to just have a conversation with or hang out with. Um, a lot of things that we've done um, include construction. So we were working on some churches there. We were like re kind of modeling them, making them look pretty again um, and creating ways for it to not flood during the the wet season um, because it floods every single year. And so um, we were thinking of ways and creating ways to prevent it from flooding. Um, We also implemented a young lifestyle youth group in the town that we were living in. So there was another person on my team who leads young life um, in Jefferson County, actually um, one of my good friends now. And so we came up with this idea to implement a young lifestyle youth group in this community, which is actually still going to this day. So three years from now, and they're still meeting um, younger kids are meeting and older kids, which is really cool because someone else in the community took on that role to keep it going. Um, Painting. We painted murals on city parks, um, just making the area look brighter and nicer and more inviting, um, especially for the kids that are running around all day long. There's literally kids just like they're in the parks, they're in the streets, like they're just running around all day long with nothing to do. Mm. Um, And so a lot of the times we would go to the park and just play with them. And while we're playing with them, we'd be like cleaning up the park for them um, or fixing their swings and putting new whatever resources are needed um, to, to help the p- playground and build it up a little stronger and better for them to use. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. And then with the whole painting murals on the parks and around the town, we, at the time, um, this was a, a red light district that we were living in. And so um, oh. we were trying to c- 
kind of create it to look better and cater towards the kids because I mean everyone knows what's going on in the red light district and um, to make it look a little better and just be more inviting for the kids is everything it needs because there's a lot of distraction there mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah so let me do the math mm-hmm. Costa Rica you you were 20 when you were there I was yes 20 20 yep 20 yeah yeah what was that like 20, yeah. 20 I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad of two daughters yeah 20, 20 years old in a foreign country in a red light uh-huh. what was that like for you, you know, for me I honestly I'm very I'm not really a super fearful person even when it comes to strangers or and I I grew up in Portland Oregon for the most part like I've been around homeless people people on the street that are on drugs that are talking to themselves and that are just kind of all over the place and you you learn to to just ignore and to just stay in your own lane Um, and there were some people some of my friends actually from other cities um, especially in the south that were a little bit um, more kept up or they were rural and so they didn't they've never really had those interactions before um, and when they happened it was not very pleasant for it was them a little more stressful um, and for, for me them. it was like yeah yeah actually one one yeah one of my friends actually ended up going home because of a situation that was just really unsettling for her mm. um which is understandable when you don't know what to do in that i've never been in that scenario before right. um but as someone who has been in those scenarios unfortunately and been around that um it wasn't very off setting for me um I have a lot of friends' parents who are very, very worried about their kids and whatnot. Um, but the, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, why am I going here? Like, what brought me here? And is is God going to use this? If God's gonna, if God's gonna bring you there, God is going to use it. Um, and there are moments where we do put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. Um, and every situation that I was in was safe. I I didn't feel like I was unsafe ever um I was constantly around my team um my mentors and so I never felt unsafe yes some were like oh like maybe we should probably leave yeah that's the spirit telling us like get out of here like Mm. (laughs) yeah but um I didn't I didn't have many problems with being in those areas um and I would be the first one to, if there was a group of people and they asked who wants to be sent to the worst of the worst, I would probably be the first one to say mm-hmm. me, just out of mm-hmm. a trust in the Lord um, and a confidence that he is my protection and that mm-hmm. he has a purpose in everything. And so I'm going to trust that purpose over my own comfort. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, Peyton. The, uh, the, so six countries, mm-hmm. 11 months. Yeah. Um, what What's something that uh, you're you're hope, hoping for? Yeah. Um, over these eleven months, I'm I'm really really excited and hoping um, for community and friendship, um, and even long standing friendships that when we come home, we're still friends and get to be in the body of Christ together. Um, another thing I'm hoping for is just an absolute like full reliance um, and dependency on the Lord and just giving everything up for him. I feel like it's really hard when you go out there and you're in, you're around like-minded Christians and everyone's on fire for God um, and you're on fire for God. 
And then you have to go home. And it's like, how do I continue to be on fire for God in a state when I'm around mm-hmm. other people that that are that are dead, honestly? Mm-hmm. Um, like, how, how can I keep this fire? Um, and so my hope is that I will be out on a long enough journey that it, it becomes like more of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I'm very excited for. Um, and I also just hope to grow more in my leadership. Um, I plan to come back and to continue leading with um, Young Life. Um, and so just learning more about other people's experiences and I open to how lucky I am um, to live the life I have here um, with all the resources I have. It, it helps just continue to grow me into the person I am and to be able to use my story in others' lives. Um, and yeah, so I'm super excited just for the stories um, and the hope that the Lord will continue to use me um, and to continue to implement things in my life and equip me to become an even better leader. Mm, nice. Yeah. So yeah. you're going over there pretty open to uh, just helping out with whatever, mm-hmm. whatever uh, the, the folks mm-hmm. n- uh, need. Um, yeah. Are you are you partnering with with churches or community groups resources? Yeah. So diff- So ministries and churches that are in the communities. Um, for instance, when I was in Costa Rica, we partnered um, with a ministry and stayed at that ministry home and that ministry home partnered us with their local church. Um, and so we were doing um, we're watching kids on Sunday services. We were watching kids so parents could go to counseling. There was there's different opportunities. Um, and then we also were connected with um, just I don't even know how to, we were at the dump in Costa Rica, like Mm. putting recycling in, like sorting recycling out. Like we got involved. They knew like a group of missionaries were coming Mm. um, and the city like asked if we could help them do things in the community. And so like we would go, it's just, it's word of mouth. Um, And so we would just partner with a bunch of different groups that are in the community and know the community well and are trusted. Um, And so, yeah, we will be partnering with different communities. And then, like I said before, we also, Adventures and Missions has bases um, in some of the countries that I'm going to. Um, And so from there, they will lead us into where we will be ministering and serving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like an adventure for, mm-hmm. for sure. That, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's neat they, that you have, they, the ministry, um, is, is well known or respected so mm-hmm. that pe- people are asking for help. Yeah. Um, when, yeah. When, when you go, that's really neat. Um, my, my parents served as missionaries on the, the border between ta- uh, Thailand and Cambodia in the, in the oh, refugee wow. camps. In, yeah. In, in the 80s um and back back then uh cambodia was like uh, was communist and closed mm-hmm. uh, to people coming in uh so it's it's neat that you get to go i i haven't yeah. had a chance to go yet so i i Aww. do hope to someday yeah that's awesome yeah so I'm, yeah I'm, so i'm definitely gonna ask you for uh for, <laughs> for, for some pictures or stories uh-huh. <laughs> when you get back uh-huh. yeah Peyton. that's awesome yeah um so uh the 
with, can, can you share a little bit more about like world race? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, is it a race? Like when, when, when you first said world race, I like amazing race, the, the TV show. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, can, can you say a little bit more about the adventures and missions or, or world race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the world race, um, yeah, so it's it's the name of the trip. Um, so Adventures and Missions is like the overarching name and then World Race comes under it. So it's the trip that I'm going on. It's funny because I when I tell people I'm going on the world race, they think I'm doing the amazing race. I actually don't even know what the amazing race is. I saw an advertisement for it on the bus the other day, like on the side of the TriMet bus. But Tri- other timing. than that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um not going on the amazing race, the world race. I I, I don't know why I mean I, we're going around the world. I don't know what the race aspect in the name is is connected to, um, but that's just what they call, yeah, the trip is the, the world race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going yeah. around the world. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. I I interchangeably use the world race and adventures and missions, though I'm talking about the same, the one organization, yeah. Yes, yes, that makes sense. So uh, the... Uh, uh, mission trips it it, mm-hmm. it it takes uh resources it takes finances yeah. to to pick up your life and 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 head off um mm-hmm. uh, uh is it okay if i ask like how are you doing with raising support and kind of where yeah. where you're at with that yeah um i've actually am doing great with raising support i have i am like overly joyed and thankful um for the support that has come in and i had a very hard time fundraising for my first nine-month trip that I ended up opting out of. Um, Maybe it was because I wasn't supposed to go on it. I don't know. But because I had such a hard time fundraising for that, I had expected this trip to be really hard to fundraise for. And it was that was one of my um, deciding factors of should I even do this? Like, I don't know if I can fundraise that much. Um, And it really came down to believing that God called me to this and God is going to provide the resources I need um, if he wants me there and I have not had trouble um, I have a total of $19,200 to fundraise by April 30th of this year um, and I am at 12400 so I have a little over $6,000 um, to fundraise and I am on track I'm actually supposed to be fully fundraised by or half halfway fundraised um, by January 14th. And I'm already past that halfway mark. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, I have been doing a lot of different fundraising things. I've been collecting those cans and bottles from their house and bringing them to bottle drop, um, as well as like clothes and shoes. I've been like reselling them at um, our like Buffalo Exchange and other stores that give you money for clothes. Um, And then I had an auction that I had like, I learned how to make soaps and I learned how to make like body butters and candles um, and had some people donate items and gift baskets. And I put together an auction a couple months ago that was um, super, super fun. And I made a good chunk of donations there, which was great. Um, I also did a, a paint and sip night that was mostly family, um, but that was also a great way to fundraise and to just have fun together and follow like a step-by-step painting. Um, and so, yeah, I've been trying to be really creative in my fundraising. Um, I'm dwindling down right now to the days that I leave. And so I actually 
will not have any more fundraising events. So my fundraising will solely pretty much be based off of prayer and continuously asking people, which is really, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that the Lord will provide those that last 6,000 chunk for me. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to to see what he does. And I've heard crazy stories about the ways that people have fundraised and made money. And um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. It's I hear it's easier to fundraise while you're there because you're posting and you're making newsletters and people are actually seeing what you're doing. And so it's easier for people to give into something that they're seeing be done um, rather than people now just trusting that I will be spending the resources resources appropriately and how I say I will. Mm. Um, and so I'm excited to, yeah, continue writing newsletters and show people like that this is, this is what I'm doing and I'm here to serve and love on others and Mm. I can't do it without other people's help. Yeah. So that's great. You've made really good progress, uh, and, Mm -hmm. and still, still a ways to go. Uh, so, so, Mm -hmm. um, people have a, a, a chance to contribute. We'll, we'll put your, Mm -hmm. your information in, in the show notes and, and uh, hopefully, uh, listeners will want to uh, part partner with you and, yeah. and, and support you uh, on, on yeah. the world race. Uh, thank you for coming on, Peyton. Uh, of course, thank to, you for having to me. Share and um, yeah, I hope uh, this year will will, will be an amazing uh, opportunity for you. You know, uh, I've been talking to people all week. You know, mm-hmm. Happy New Year! What are you looking forward to? Uh, but like your story is, is, is one of the cooler, uh, ways to spend a year, 11 months, six different yeah. countries, but loving people, serving people, yeah. um, t- telling them about Jesus and, yeah. and, and blessing them. So that, that it's really cool. Um, any last thoughts, uh, Peyton or any, uh, things that you want to share, uh, as we finish up our time today? Um, there's one thing I do want to share. Um, uh, there was a, a question that you had asked me beforehand. Um, and it was, what is, what is one thing that like you want people to know? Um, or I, I don't even remember how the question exactly was worded. Um, but my, I was thinking about my answer to it and what I would say. Um, and one thing that I had to really get over, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the fear, the fear of man that I was talking about, about my um, just fear to, to go up to someone and to talk to them about Jesus um, or to just share the love of God with them. And to that, um, it is that I've noticed that most people, if not all, are searching for something like they are honestly like they're searching for something to put their hope in. Um, And those seeds, like we are being those seeds and going up in obedience and sharing the gospel with them and sharing the love of Christ with them. And those are the seeds that are going to bring them to the kingdom because they've, they've probably already had those seeds planted before. Like God, God is so big and God is working in so many different people at one time. Um, And so I think back about like, why did I step into a relationship with God? And it was because I've had so many people come up to me and talk to me about the same thing that all of the dots started connecting. And I was like, this has to be real. Like, I have to, I have to go after this and pursue God. And so just encouragement that 
everybody is like is waiting for that moment for someone to come up and and remind them again about our God and how he wants a relationship with them. Um, And they've probably had many people who have told them that before. And so us saying yes and doing it is just it's just creating it's 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 like catalyzing and moving the the movement faster mm. and, and so that they can actually reach God and start a relationship with him. And so mm. um, being that, obedient, saying yes. yes and being obedient. Yeah. Yeah. That um, be, being a part of what God's already doing or mm-hmm. ha- has done in their life. And it, like, it's not that that's super encouraging to me because that that's one thing I've been, praying about and and Mm -hmm. wanting to do is to just be more bold Mm -hmm. in 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 sharing my faith and and talking about jesus and yeah and and encouraging people um telling them about god's love for them and um and the way you described it is uh, is helpful to me because it's like uh the the pressure isn't like it's not the whole thing when we when we plant a seed yeah it's part of the process. So it might be planting Mm -hmm. the seed. It might be there's been seeds planted and we're just being part of the next step or, 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 Mm -hmm. or helping the fruit of what's already happened, Mm -hmm. you know, come to fruition. And um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's great. That's great. Um, It, like you said, it, it, it's, it, it's exciting to, to see what, like what God's going to do. Um, yeah th- this next year and 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 through you so um thank you yes the um so we'll we'll, we'll share uh in, in the show notes and um and i uh you you mentioned uh you're you're going to be sharing uh, like pictures or, or a newsletter so yeah um so people will be able to um to kind of follow your adventure yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll have the links. We'll have the links in there and um, to my Instagram where I'll be sharing a lot of like photos and kind of everyday things. Um, and then I'll also be blogging and I can have some photos in there as well. And I have a, a blogging site. And yeah. Very cool. All right. God, God bless you, Pey- Peyton. All right. And, you and as well. The, the last few days to, to prepare. Yeah. I hope everything yeah. goes smooth for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. All right.